0: to Bibby.
1: Welcome to the Kings Insider Podcast on CSNCalifornia.com. Sponsored by Max Muscle Sports Nutrition. Introducing your host, Sacramento Kings Insider, James Ham.
0: Welcome to the NBC Sports California Kings Insider Podcast. I am James Ham. Joining me today is a very special guest, about to embark on his 20th NBA season, Mr. Vince
1: Carter. How's Thank it going? Oh, doing well. Been a long time uh, you know it's hard to believe yeah, I woke up this morning all my friends like hey good luck this season but on your 20th year and you know I know it's year 20 but at the same time when you see it and hear it you're kind of like dang boy I'm still playing after all these darn years <laughs> it's surreal isn't it? it it really is and you know I, I still love the game like it was my first year you know maybe I mean I, my first year obviously you're super excited just ready to put that uniform on and, and play in the NBA game but Uh, This excitement and still feel of just opening night and and the start of the season is still there.
0: When you go back to that first season, you came in with some incredible veterans. I've talked to Doug Christie about this. He said you were one of his rookies, but also uh, Kevin Willis, Charles Oakley, Dee Brown. I mean, you had this core of guys who had been in the league for years. Mm -hmm. How much did that help you, and how much has that prepared you for what you're doing here with this young group?
1: It, It helped me a lot because... You know, uh, you know, you think of like Doug Christie who played with Magic Johnson. You think of Dee Brown who played with Larry Bird. You think of t- Antonio Davis who played with Reggie Miller. Um, Charles Oakley who played with Michael Jordan. That's we talking about the best of the best that these guys. Uh, Kevin Willis, of course, played with Dominique. So these are like the stars of the stars in in our league, and they they were able to kind of give me like a crash course of what each and every one of those superstars. Well, let me say what they were do and how they handled themselves and. You know, I would go to each and every one of them, just they talked to me, you know, just I was like a sponge and I wanted to learn. And, you know, for me, I remember that and I remember it kind of put me on the fast track of understanding this league because it's one thing watching it and it's another thing watching film. But until you get out there, you just don't understand what it's like and how fast the game is and how physical the game is. And they prepared me, you know, and it was easy. So I've, I've made that my my business to do that for all the young guys or just what well, if I see anything just 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 to the help them. and I think it's helped me as well as it helped them
0: when you look at a guy like Buddy Hill he's out here shooting he must shoot I don't know it, it's in the hundreds of three-pointers every day I've never seen anyone like him he he really does have a Kobe connection where he he's been told and taught to shoot 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 is there a way to teach young guys
1: how to how to work smarter and, and not as much harder but how to work smarter Absolutely, I mean you just have to show them the way and, and you know, you kind of look at guys like a Buddy Hill and like a De'Aaron Fox And you, you have conversation with them about what's your goal? What are you trying to accomplish? Okay, and then you know, what's the right way to do a and, and to just to be a team guy because the way the game is now I mean there are only there's a there's not as, there's a lot of special players in this league But if you look at it, it's not as many and there's a lot of guys who can you know Do what the Kobe Bryant's have done Michael Jordan and so on and so forth so you know, for a guy like Buddy, I, I, his worth ethic is second to none. He puts a lot of work in, and he wants to get better. And he wants to learn the game, so it's all about conversation and just breaking the game down for for someone like that, and even our young guys as well. And and until you find, you know, his willingness to get better is is the biggest thing, and he's he's definitely willing to, and willing to listen and get better. How much is the NBA world changed
0: in your, in your two decades, two decades <laughs> of NBA action. But, I mean, now it's all social media. I mean, we mm-hmm. have this ridiculousness with De'Aaron mm-hmm. Fox and In-N-Out Burger. This I heard thing about go- it. I didn't it's, see it, but I heard just, about it. I mean, it's just silly now, right? Yeah. I, I mean, how has the world that you're in, the
1: bubble that you're in, changed over the course I of your I'll tell career? you, uh, well, we didn't, you know, for me, my my first was, how, how long has social media been around? like, but. My, 10 my, years. Yeah, ten yeah. years. Yeah, so I was gonna say my first ten years, uh, you know, it, uh, the equivalence uh, to social media would be like a magazine, you know, catch, yeah. catching on the next week to what happened the week before. You know, so it's just a totally different thing how instant and, and how much access there is uh, to people in general, not just you know, basketball players and athletes, but uh, it's it's a it's just a different world, and I mean, there's so much money to be made through social media and, you know, uh, know, a lot of business building. And I understand it. It's just, you know, I'm real selective about uh, how, I mean, you can look at my page. It's not not much going on on my Twitter page (laughs) often. You know, I I pay homage to a lot of people, but I just, you know, I I mean, like I say, it's just, it's an open book now and it's it's different. And, you know, so the conversations you have with young guys now are totally different than what conversations – that were had with me yeah 20 years ago as far as like hey be smart because hey, you don't want to end up in the magazine next week yeah <laughs> you know what i'm saying yeah you no know, but now you're saying hey be smart because you don't want to end up on social media in the next 10 minutes in the next 10 you know minutes you could so, do it while they're sitting there talking right, to you 100 percent. so it's just a different world and uh i mean everybody's adjusted obviously but you know it's just now it's just you have to be careful you know, you yeah. know i mean what you do do what you say and you know Some people, you know, like this this situation. I get. I don't know much about the De'Aaron Fox thing, and I don't know if it was a joke or not. But, you know, it it just he's welcome to do what he wants, and he has he's welcome to his opinion. And I think that's kind of the gray area of social media to me, because I mean, I think we, you know, everybody always says stick to football, stick to basketball. when, basketball. When guys say what they say, I mean, we're allowed our opinions, and you know, I think that's when the gray area comes about, because he's allowed his opinion. There's, I think, if you look up that same quote from millions of people in around the world a lot of people will say that and whether they're joking or not i don't yeah. know if he's joking but
0: you know we're tired of the opinion so for me i prefer mcdonald's french fries every day, <laughs> every day. You, you kidding me <laughs>
1: yeah i'm a wendy's guy, I like wendy's <laughs> a wendy's guy. or or, or oh, wendy's with the chocolate shake mm, or or, or oh, yeah. um or um chick-fil-a fries but oh uh, so there you up. go yep see now we're gonna cause <laughs> yeah, problems see? right here there you go but these <laughs> two guys
0: that were uh, like we went through high school there was no internet I mean, right.
1: yeah, there was no internet. Absolutely. I mean, we didn't even have cell phones. It's, it's Except amazing. for those suitcases exactly. until, yes. until like 97, My mom had one of those in the big bag phone, man. <laughs> the big I'll, bag I'll phone. Never f- Godly, I Jesus, God! I can't imagine actually sending the text on one of those. I know. You know how long could, that yeah, take? could you
0: imagine? Yeah, and then it was you had to pay per minute. That's right. it was exactly. like you called somebody. They're like, dude, this better be important. It's like yeah. thirty seconds per minute. At yeah. uh, thirty seconds. Call per me minute. back when I get home. I'll call you back when I get home. <laughs> call you back. <laughs> so, so look, uh, twenty seasons. I mean, of that, what is your crowning moment? What is your your proudest moment of your your twenty year career?
1: It's, it's so hard to pick I mean it's so hard to pick one as an individual but I, I tell you what I, I the one thing that I'm proud of uh, and, and I think about all the the guys that I've had as rookies over the, the the years I think just seeing them succeed and make their money now you know and I'm about to Obviously, we know that I'm old, so whatever. But I, t- I look at, like, Ryan Anderson was my rookie. Brooke Lopez. Yeah. Um, I mean, to my guys who had 12 years in the league, they, these guys were my rookies. And, and to see guys like that, Jay Crowder, like guys who are getting reaping the benefits of the hard work and paydays uh, now, I mean, that's what I'm most proud of is just, you know, that I was able to have some type of influence uh, on, on these guys and, and they're still doing what they, they do and making a, a nice living. Yeah, uh, yeah. Now, you know, from it, so you know, I'm most proud of that more so than anything. Like for me, I mean, I have so many moments that are, I'm very proud of individually. You know, winning the rookie of the year dunk contest, entering my 20th year. I mean, this is these yeah. are like things that I'm, I'm very proud of because I put a lot of work in Dunking my game. Over Frederick. Ratt- you know, by... something you know something like that. <laughs> you know, things like that. I'm very proud of. But you know, individually, I just I just think of the big picture sometime. And you know, I'm at a stage in my life where I can impact these guys you know any way I can I'm I'm gonna do so.
0: I guess this is a strange question but Sacramento why not chase a ring? Why not why not go you know play that one that I you know we hear the the Warriors were were interested in you and there I'm sure there are a lot of other teams that were interested that are that are playoff bound but why choose to to start
1: over with a, a young group? Well it's all—it's it's opportunity for me. I, I wanted to still play the game. I, I, I tell you, I put a lot of work in this summer, or well, every summer, uh, on, on my game and my conditioning, and just feeling that I, I'm feeling like I'm still able to play the game. I feel like I can still compete. You know, when I'm not able to get up and down, and I can be one with myself, facing reality that I'm not—maybe I'm not able to play big minutes. Mm-hmm. Maybe then I can. You know, if I had the opportunity and I would play some minutes, you know, maybe so. I'd, I'd go play for a team like that or, or any other team, that, for that matter, who asked me. But I just felt like I have a lot to contribute to uh, this league still, and I can still play. And I just – for me, personally, I just – my you know, something I wanted to do. I know a lot of my fans and friends, for that matter, wanted me to go out there and chase the ring because of the opportunity. And, but I just – me, the basketball player, still has something to give, and just sitting there on the bench, not being able to play, was still would be tough for me. You know, just I'm just being honest, and you know, I wanted to be upfront and honest with teams that showed interest in 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 me, and just like, hey, I want to play. Now, I understand maybe I'm not going to play 25, 30 minutes. I'm like, okay, fine. You know, but playing the five to the ten minutes is just—I don't think I'm there yet. Yeah, personally, I,
0: I, I talked <laughs> to Doug Christie about this, and he said that when it's over. You want to make sure that you sucked every bit of the more the marrow out of it. That you want to know well that that you're done. Mm-hmm. That that you can't go yeah. anymore. Because
1: when it's over, it's, it's over. It's over for sure, for sure. And I, I I agree with that 100%. And that's kind of how I look at it. I, I mean, he <laughs> said it perfect. I mean, I just want to make sure I exhaust all options and I put I put out everything I have left. And you know, I still have have something left. You know. To, it's obviously, it's in my opinion, and maybe some teams see it different. It's like, you know, they look at, oh, he's 40, he, you know, this, that, and the fourth. But, you know, I, to me, I would tell them it's like, Look at the body of work I'm doing. I, I bring something to the table that maybe your young guys that can't can't do right now, you know, or just don't know the game yet, you know, whatever the case may be. And it's to, to their discretion, obviously, and and I'm one with that because I, I did have teams like, no, no, we're trying to you know go younger, <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> whatever yeah. that means, you know, everybody's <laughs> younger, so no, but I could I could handle that, and and I knew when I when I made that decision to to or to want to approach free agency that way. I knew I was going, you know, what was going to happen and what could happen and I was okay with that.
0: When was that moment where you said I've got to reevaluate my play style, who I am as a player because you know, we saw with MJ where he went from, you know, the the majest- the shoe, he went from the guy dunking on everyone to uh, a follow-up jump shooter. But when was it for you? Was there was there a specific team that you were on or a moment where you said, you know what? I need to start making some phone calls because I'm gonna have to reinvent who Vince Carter is as a player. Well, it's
1: just you know, it's just you just see what's going on, and as I uh, my role changed, uh, I kind of understood. You know, I asked questions, but I understood what was going on as far as like, you know, okay, yeah, I'm not gonna get to the basket to dunk on you know everybody, and and there again, with that being said, I could do that sometimes, but it's all about being smart and preserving the body to to last. In the minutes that you're going to play, and I feel like every star, um, you know, like we say, Michael Jordan went from go- going to the basket to the fadeaway, but it was still a great shot for him, and he worked hard on that shot to make sure it was a staple shot for him in his twilight years, if you would. And uh, you know, uh, I understood that, and I made sure if I'm, a, you know, I'm not going to get to the basket, well, darn sure better be a good jump shooter. <laughs> I better be able to <laughs> knock down shots. I still better to make plays. So. That was kind of my mentality. So when I, once I moved to the reserve role, coming off the bench, I wanted to make sure I still had the starter's mentality. When I step into the game, I'm not trying to ease into it. I'm trying to go. I'm trying to have the Vinnie Johnson approach, the, the you know, the, the, the mono-jew, some of the great six men of our time here. I, I, and uh, I say this in joking, but I'm kind of serious. I don't – I can't give the credit to all the guys that are playing now. I don't want to gas them all up. Yeah. But at the same time, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Jamal Crawfords of the world, the – Mono Genovese of the world, the Jason Terrys, those are guys that, you know, you look at their mentality and their approach as six men. That's what's kind of the things I kind of wanted to be. And and I look, watch film on them, to be honest with you. And I don't say that much, um, but I'm okay with saying that with those guys because they're all they're old. They're all old. So I can give those old guys props and, and credit because that is kind of the approach that I wanted. When they step in the game, you knew, okay. We're gonna have to guard these guys. They're not easing into the game, and mm-hmm. I think that helped me because uh, I was able to kind of see that, understand it, and kind of morph my game into that six-man type role, and it worked out for me all because right. it was something I was willing to do. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the biggest thing because like I can say there's a lot of guys who weren't willing to do that.
0: Okay, they're not gonna let me keep you all day. I would uh, just we'll sit be, here got and got talk basketball minutes. as long. We got a few. More uh,
1: minutes. But I'm gonna ask you
0: this. Um, you, you've talked about your role with this team. What
1: are your expectations for yourself and for this team coming into this season? to be a leader to be consistent and and and, and I say reliable I feel like I'm reliable, but that's kind of where regardless if I know it or not that's I continue to push myself to be reliable Knight said I'm not feeling good body wise you know in reality I am older uh or or maybe i'm I'm older than you just so you know (laughs) it's okay (laughs) but nights that i'm not playing well whatever still be reliable still be an outlet for all of these young guys who who need encouragement or have questions you know that i think for me that's the that's the most important thing i think everything else can fall into place i feel like after 19 20 years if i don't know how to to self-motivate myself or get myself out of slumps or Pick it up or do whatever I need to do. Well, dang, I, maybe I should stop playing. So it's the most So just being consistent and being available for these guys all year. And you know, that's the most important thing. I think the rest of the game will follow, follow oh, it. Suit.
0: Okay. So, last question. Um, again, 20 years, it's, it's been an incredible ride. Um, what's next for you? I mean, whether it's next year or whether it's a year after or two years, I know we had this conversation is it coaching? Is it, is it broadcast? But what feels right for you?
1: Broadcasting feels right right now. Uh, I, I say I don't want to coach, and, and you know now I say I say that, and I said next thing you know you're gonna laugh at me like ah, I remember you said you didn't want to coach, and watch I'm coaching. That's right. Um, you know, I'd like the uh, the opportunity to, 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 you know, to be a part of. You know, I, I def- well, let's say broadcasting first, and then possibly ownership because, but I want to do it in a different way where I can have some ownership of a team where I can go and still help guys. Mm-hmm. Hence the coaching part. There you go. So I kind of. Coach, owner, uh, broadcast, all in one. All in one, you know, but I can kind of fulfill threat. that drink. Yeah, exactly. You know, it, you know that's just kind of my uh, game plan uh, as of right now. And, you know, I figure if I put it out there, I'll, I'll believe it <laughs> as far as the coaching thing uh, because I enjoy doing it, you know, and it's just something that's uh, been a part of me and coaches has allowed me. Coaches have allowed me to do so, and, I, and I've never uh, overstepped my boundaries and, 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 and the Coach, let me do it. None of that, but, like, I just – stay in my lane and play my role. That's right. You know, and that's uh, you know that's kind of like the assistant coach role. Like you have a coach who will yell at the player and say something like, man, what is he talking about? But then the assistant coach comes around and says, this is what he's Clean trying it to up. say. That's what I enjoy doing uh, as, of, as of right now. And, you know, so I'm hoping in, the, in down the line I can kind of accomplish all three in one if, if possible.
0: There it is. Half man, half amazing. You heard it here. Vince Carter. <laughs> Thanks so much for stopping yep. by. Good luck. Twenty Year 20.
1: Year 20.